Kilishuateka Kiviti Hashem Baruch Haba Beshem Adonai Hakadosh Baruchu. Please send Mashiach now. We have reached Tisha Be'av, the ninth of Av, Bezrat Hashem, Tisha Be'manakam Av. May we merit to call this the ninth of Manakam Av, with the coming of Manakam speedily in our days. And may it be so even today. So we have reached the Aleph. We have gone from Tav to Aleph through the three weeks of mourning, the Bain HaMetzarim, and we are now officially at the birthday of Mashiach. So I will be primarily coming from the Art Scroll series keynote. And <coughs> I guess I'm allergic to... Uh, crying out but uh tis the season or tears the season because we have to make teshuva and if we don't make teshuva then may hakadosh baruchu have mercy upon us so in here in the preface it says tishabet av the birthday of mashiach from the moment the temple was destroyed mashiach was born Midrash Abba Gorion. What is the name of Mashiach? Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav Eva. His name is Menachem. As it is written, Over these things I weep. My eyes run with water. Because a comforter, Menachem, to revive my spirit is far from me. Eka 1.16 Lamentations 1.16 on the day the temple was destroyed, the Messianic Savior of Israel was born. What is his name? Menachem, Comforter. This is from the Midrash Ekar Rabati 157. This correlates beautifully to Mashiach saying, Tear down this temple and in three days I will rebuild it. Because the beautiful thing is that the death of Mashiach was actually the moment of him being resurrected. Now, there was a three-day period for us, but the beautiful thing is we know that the work that Mashiach did was not only in this world, this plane of life, this dimension, but also beyond, because it says that he descended to preach to those who were captive. So, stand by for source. This is First Kepha three nineteen. Let's read it in context says, For Mashiach also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He, has, he was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. So that's what I was basically saying just a minute ago. Continuing on, it says, In whom he also went and preached to the spirits in prison. Some translations may say Sheol, and it says, who disobeyed long ago 
when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. So, again, just want to reiterate that when the body of Mashiach was put to death, the spirit became alive, just like the same way the letters in the tablets, the sapphire tablets, when they were broken, the spirit and the letters ascended from those tablets. And the the stone, the body itself was lifeless. It dropped, it became heavy, it shattered. But the essence of the Torah never died. Same thing with Mashiach. So here we have the birth of Mashiach, which is all by the spirit of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, being this day Tisha B'Av. And it's interesting to note that the connection to being able to sit back on chairs again is after midday because that is considered to be the time that Mashiach was born on Tisha B'Av. So basically we would rise with his coming. So may that be so for us this year. King Yehidatzon. It says on Tisha B'Av we recite over 40 keynotes expressing our pain and misery over the destruction of our temple and the exile of the Jewish people. Scores of major Jewish themes are interwoven into the rich and complex tapestry of the keynote. Yet one fundamental concept is missing. There is no mention of Mashiach. This deletion is particularly puzzling According to many rabbinic sources, Mashiach's birthday is on this very day of Tisha B'Av. Perhaps the solution to this enigma may be found in the Redeemer's identity. He is Mashiach ben David, Mashiach the son of David, an extension and amplification, amplification of the life and accomplishments of Melech David, or David HaMelech the sweet singer of Israel. The psalmist was uniquely able to sing God's praises even under the most adverse circumstances. Just want to point out that that's a beautiful statement to connect to why the Kinos is literally mentioning Mashiach. As we are expressing our pain and our misery over the destruction of the temple, this is exactly what David did where he was able to sing God's praises even under even the most adverse circumstances. So within the kinos is the concealment of Mashiach. Within all of our pains, all of our trials in life, it is Mashiach concealed. This is how Mashiach was able to be handed over in the garden this is how he was able to be flogged this is how he was able to be punched and spit upon and yet continue to praise and bless the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and again to relate it to Yosef Ben Yaakov when Yosef was sold into slavery by his brothers taken and beaten sold as a slave to Egypt and in the house of Potiphar then to the prison and then to rise from there to Pharaoh's court. 
even under all of that suffering, all of that pain, hidden in that was Mashiach. And that's the thing about this life that we have to understand, because Mashiach suffered. And sometimes we forget that. Because, the again, the opening of Kepha's, uh segment here on Mashiach being made alive by the Spirit, he says, Mashiach also suffered for sins. Sins bring forth this suffering. If you go into chapter 4, in the first letter of Kepha, it says, Therefore, since Mashiach suffered in his body, arm yourselves with the same resolve. Because anyone who has suffered in his body is done with sin. So the relationship of sin and suffering is that when you suffer, you burst through, as it were, the barriers and limitations that sin cause in our lives. And so many people sometimes have issues that why is there so much pain? Why is there so much darkness in the world? But that is the very path to our freedom. That's the very path to our Mashiach. That is the very path to redemption. It goes on to say, the psalmist was uniquely able to sing God's praises under even the most adverse circumstances. Think for a moment. The most painful, the most challenging thing that you've ever been through in your life. When you get to that point and you're able to really visualize that, you're able to see that, you're able to bring yourself back into that experience. Think about having the ability to sing God's praises at that point. That's Mashiach. It goes on to say, indeed, the more David suffered, the more he praised, may it be so for us, the more intense the pain, the more intense the passion, may it be so for us. Because David extracted the precious nugget of goodness from within every grief. Just like we, by the way, divine sparks have been uh, have been extracted from the darkness and the evils that are all throughout this world. You know, I think about myself where I was before conversion, coming into Torah and even becoming Shomer man, I was in a very bad place. But yet, HaKadosh Baruch chose me. He extracted me. And to think about everything that I get to experience now, I'm just an example of what we're all supposed to do with all the things that are in our lives, things that are in my life. When you find things that are painful and horrible and dark and bleak there is some goodness there and we have to ask Hakadosh Baruch to anoint us to be able to extract from within every grief the precious nugget of goodness the divine spark as it were for David and for the Mashiach his Sion there are no bleak, mournful keynote. There are only exultant mizmorim, which are songs. Indeed, this 
this is precisely how Mashiach will redeem Yisrael from her travails by teaching Jews how to discern the positive productive forces that are encased within every negative experience. All I think about when I read this is how Thanos knew where the stones were and he knew that they were encased in these most trivial things and he summoned from within himself the strength to break through to get to that stone same thing goes for us in each and every situation we have to ignite the spark of Mashiach that is within us and that will give us the strength to overcome and break through these encasements and I find it very interesting that Kabbalistically they say there was a shattering of the vessels that brought forth this world and all the brokenness. But we have to break through the brokenness to bring wholeness into creation. So, Selah, it goes on to say, In all of the scriptures, no one was afflicted as David no one was so misunderstood no one had so many enemies Job's suffering was unbearable but it lasted for relatively a short while but David's entire say entire David's entire life was an endless succession of misfortune But did not we just read he was able to sing God's praises? He became more and more passionate. He was able to extract the precious nugget of goodness from within every grief. But yet his whole life was endless misfortune. He lived 70 years, by the way. And the only reason he lived 70 years, brought down by the art scroll or the Kehot Tehillim, that... uh. Adam gave 70 years of his life to David. So, even the life that David was given was endless succession of misfortune. You would think, since he was gifted his life from the first Adam, you would think it would be like supernatural, awesome, amazing. And it's like, no, it was racked with pain suffering exactly what Kepha was telling us goes on to say this is the wondrous secret of Tehillim David cries out in pain yet songs of joy which by the way joy is Simcha rearranges to Mashiach so songs of Mashiach pour forth from his lips Mashiach comes from our pain, everyone. This is the Aleph. The Aleph is letting us know that as we are looking throughout life, looking throughout all the worlds, looking throughout all of our trials, everything, we have the opportunity to manifest Mashiach. When you look at the Aleph, it consists of two Yod's 
and a Vav. You have two Jews, or you have a Yid and Yeshua, and the Vav, which is the Torah. And when you put those two things together, the Gematria is 26, which is the Gematria of the Yodin Hay and Vavin Hay. So whether it's two Jews and the Torah, the Jew, Mashiach and the Torah, it's all unified in Hakadosh Baruchu, who is the giver of life. It goes on to say, David cries out in pain, yet songs of joy pour forth from his lips. His words are those of melancholy and despair, yet a spirit of happiness saturates every syllable. This makes me think of how in the ark there was the broken set of tablets and the second set of tablets. There's this brokenness, this pain, there's this remembrance of suffering, but yet there's this wholeness and fullness and joy and illumination. And that's basically us. Being like David, we're in pain, yet we sing joyfully. We're melancholy and despair, yet a spirit of happiness saturates. It says David could cry out, Every night, my bed, I drench my tears. I, every night, my bed, I drench. With my tears, I soak my couch. And still he could exult. Hakadosh Baruchu has heard my plea. Adonai will accept my prayer. This is actually from the same Psalm, Psalm 6, 7, and verse 10. It says, There was no contradiction, because David understood that his affliction and his acceptance were one. This is from the Zidkat Hazadik 129. Many people think that just because we believe in Mashiach that we can live happy-go-lucky lives. And if we believe in Mashiach, it can't be that bad. Well, the thing is, we just learned how suffering is to help us to overcome sin. And it's to make us alive in the spirit. And one day, our body and our spirit will be unified and whole. Baruch Shemel. Now, what I find very interesting is in the Kinos, it has the all-encompassing Aleph Bet from Aleph to Tav and back again, based on the wisdom in the Hebrew alphabet by Rabbi Mikael L. Monk. So... It goes from Aleph to Tav, but we've been doing the Bain HaMetzarim from Tav to Aleph, the Atbash, right? Well, check it out. It says, the entire Aleph Bet is a single unit. But wait, there's 22 letters, and even in each letter, there are other letters. As we just said, the Aleph has two Yods, one Vav. Not only is that not different parts, but a, a unified whole. Not only that, but 
olive to tav and tav to olive is really one unit. So, it says, in which all the letters are interrelated. Just as every part of the universe was created by God and is totally dependent on his mercy at all times, so too the Aleph, the symbol of God's uniqueness and primacy, is the root and leader of all the sacred letters. The letters can be compared to a flame. Though tongues and sparks of fire spring out in many directions, they all originate from and are part of the same flame. Because all forces emanate from the one God and are connected by an underlying unity. Accordingly, Kabbalistic literature teaches that the Aleph Bet, representing all divine forces, does not culminate with the Tav, but turns around to reunite again with the Aleph. So basically they just said the Aleph Tav is Tav Aleph, back to Aleph Tav. It's infinity and beyond. To quote Buzz Lightyear. It goes on to say. Which symbolizes. Yehido Shel Olam. The unique one of the universe. Who is Ain Sof. Infinite. Having attained the level of Aleph Tatav. By making his way to completion. One has not completed his task. Attained the level of Aleph Tatav by making his way to completion, one has not completed his task. This is why we never finish the Torah scroll. I used to wonder why don't we ever read Parashav Azotah Baraka? Well, because that's not the end. You have not completed reading the Torah until you have begun to start again. The way to complete something in Judaism is to start again, to start anew. This is why only when we live lives in Teshuvah, constantly starting again, constantly renewing our devotion, our commitment to Hashem, renewing ourselves, refining our character, that is accomplishment. That is achievement. That is completion. And yesterday we read, be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect from Matthew 5. That's how you do it. It says the achievement. Oh my goodness. Because HaKadosh Paduku himself is Allah Tatav. But yet as soon as the Tav happens it connects right back to the Aleph. So whether that's. Aleph to Tav and then start Aleph to Tav again or whether that's Aleph to Tav and then Tav back down to Aleph. Either way, it's probably both at the same time. So again, so if our father is being perfect and that's how he's perfect, how much more so 
of an example is he to us? Says the achievement has elevated him, giving him new insights from the vantage point of his Tav. One looks back at his previous insights and begins anew because he now sees Aleph, the very beginning, with new eyes. Everything is about having new eyes. He begins again because the latter climaxing in the Tath has given him a new perspective on which, or Slika, giving him a new perspective on the Aleph which in turn leads him to ever higher levels of, here it is, perfection as he ascends from one letter to letter, from teaching to teaching, from aspiration to aspiration. HaKadosh Baruchu, may our words merit on high that the Aleph is established in creation. May you cause us to manifest the Aleph in the world and may this letter be the final letter and the completion of our part in building the Beit HaMikdash. Through your light, Adonai, may you manifest and reveal the final temple and manifest and reveal Mashiach Yeshua and manifest and reveal the final Geula. Tav, Sheen, Resh, Kuf, Sadi, Pei, Ain, Samak, Noon, Mim, Lamed, Kaf, Yod, Tet, Chet, Zain, Vav, Hey, Dalit, Gimel, Bet, Aleph, Baruch, Haba, Beshem, Adonai, Kili Shuateka, Kiviti Hashem, Hakadosh Baruchu, please send Mashiach now.